Hey, welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals and zookeeping. Uh-oh. We are both <laughs> former zookeepers, and each week we'll discuss a new animal or our experiencing or our experiences in zookeeping. And we might learn something along the way. Who knows? No. But the point of this is nothing we say reflects any past organizations. All of these thoughts and opinions we're about to impart are our own. We so please understand. <laughs> It is nothing personal except to us. <laughs> These are our opinions and our thoughts and our feelings. Exactly. So we're going to get represent personally. Any organization, past, <laughs> present, or future. Right. Um, so we're going to get personally grimy this week. But personally. before we do, Flora, how are you doing? Well, I'm all right. <laughs> I, to hear. <laughs> I just took a nap outside and woke up and came in and ate some hot, che- uh, hot Cheetos. No, hot oh. Cheez-Its. Oh, those are good, too. I actually, I had, you know, when you, you'll just be living your life, and then all of a sudden you'll get the taste of that food in your mouth, and you're, like, salivating. I had that happen to me with hot Cheez-Its yesterday. (laughs) Weird. Maybe because I was eating them, and we're, like, linked. Yeah. (laughs) I was getting all of, (laughs) I was getting all the sensation without any of the benefit of, like, actually eating them. (laughs) I was like, man, man, my, like, nose is itching. I feel like someone's talking about me, so I'm eating hot (laughs) Cheez-Its. But yeah, I got um, – my mom paid for me to get a mani-pedi, so I've got, um, of course, all black fingernails. She hates it when I do that, but I was like, I want black. <laughs> I thought that all I get. Black, please. That's not surprising. Um, colors forbidden. And um, <laughs> and yeah, I got a job. I guess if you listen to the bonus episode, oh. you already knew because – Oh, my God. They know things for other people know things. So yes. I started a new jab. While you're listening to this, I'll be at work. That'll be it. She'll be in it. She's been, she'll be bossing people around. I'll be at work. Telling them what to do. Tell them what to do. Climbing the corporate ladder. I talked a little (laughs) bit about what it is in the last episode, like the other episode, but I can tell these guys too. So I'm actually a like certified organ collector. Really? Yeah. So I'm the person that goes like from place to place to like pick up. The organs, organs and like bring them to like whoever needs them. Just anyone, anyone who's like needs them, right? Just anyone, anyone, Who anyone calls. can. Yeah, there's actually an app you can download on your phone. App. It's called it's like not for everything these days. It's like Uber Organ or whatever. I don't know if you've heard it. Right. I, I you know, I actually have because they have like Uber Eats and yeah. like regular Uber. And so, like, yeah, I mean, they're already driving around. They might as well like drop off some organs if they've got them, right? Right. So, I, I did a ride along the other day. And so basically, like, if someone's, like, dying or dead or, like, if there's just, like, a loose organ, like, it's kind of like right. that, um, that, like, oh, I can't think of what it's called, but there's, like, that ID app <laughs> where you, like, take a picture <laughs> and it, like, helps yeah. ID the animal. Yeah. That iNature or whatever the fuck it is. So it's like that. Like, they can, we can, like, look at pictures of, like, organs and, like, see where they are and, like, geo-fucking-locate them and pick them up. So anyway. It's like Shazam for organs. It's ex- exactly like Shazam for <laughs> organs. So um, It's a big market for it. Yeah, there's just organs everywhere. So it's good that we finally, like, got a handle on that. Yeah. So I'm the driver and, like, also, like, the pickup person. Sometimes it's the mm-hmm. organs are still in. So we also oh, so have to dig them yeah, out. Yeah, you have to get those out of there. Yeah. And there's there's no paperwork involved. I w- okay. I was just gonna ask. Like, did I knew you, you have to? I knew you submit. Were. You know, like your your car insurance and like a background check. But like none of that. They didn't ask for anything about you. No. whatsoever. No, and like they like 
Yeah, they like contacted me and like through wow. Keeper Chat. Actually, they contacted us through the Keeper Chat Gmail and like asked. It was it was I really nice that job. they left a review first. They did. They rated and reviewed us on iTunes and yeah, Podchaser. that was super nice. So and we then they ahead, reached out. That was cool. Donated five dollars. They wanted it to go to. Um, like those axolotls in that nunnery or whatever. Oh, that's yeah. like organ oh, harvesting too, right? So that's like their bag. <laughs> it's their MO. <laughs> Here's a question. Sure. Does this, um, you know, you're a horror movie buff and I'm not quite as much. So like right. I defer to the expert here. Thank you. Does this have anything to do slash is it adjacent to the bone collector? Like, do you guys talk? Are you, is that the person who like contacted you? Are they their own thing? Is it like a Lyft versus Uber sort of rivalry? Right, like, right. What's going on there? Um, you know, not really involved. I speak more to Angelina Jolie directly than the oh, actual Bone surprising. collector. Surprising. Okay, okay. Um, we're on team Angelie over here. Angelina. Yes. Angelie. Yes. Angelina. Angelie. <laughs> that's what that's what the people close to her call her. <laughs> the ones on her that team. Was, we sorry, refer to her as Angelie. Yeah, we everyone knows. Uh, that it's yeah. Angelie, but I Angelie. misspoke on air. I shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't tell all you guys that. Too oh, personal. No. But yeah, so it's just organs. Like we leave the bones alone for him later. He usually like right. scavenges. Like I think he like hacks our phones or whatever because he's always there late. But oh, we get in the organs so where they go it. bad and then drop them off like wherever they need to go for like whoever. So we have some like I pretty think- big clients. You'd be surprised. Like who just like. I bet I would be. And it's Orders. weird that they actually didn't have you sign an NDA either as part of that no paperwork. No, there was no paperwork. It's <laughs> it's like truly it's like honor. Anything. I did um pinky swear. Mm. That's better than any contract you'll ever so, sign. So anyway, so I might be busy you- lately uh, or <laughs> later on. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so don't at me because I'm going to I'll be working and driving. Yeah, yeah. Drive, so collecting. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's not safe. Like they need to make sure that like you obey the rules of the road. That's part of it. Yeah. It sounds like it's the perfect job for you, to be honest. It is. And I make, like, probably 50 times more than I ever made at zookeeping, <laughs> like, wow. uh, delivery. They just – they give us all kinds of money. And, like, sometimes they'll tip us with just, like, jewelry and, like, <gasps> okay, designer. Okay, I was going to ask. Designer because, like, you wear. know – you know, like when you order delivery, when you order like pizza delivery, the tip is not part of the bill. Like that's separate. Right. You got a tip. Yeah, so you gotta like actively do that. So I was wondering how that works with like Uber Organ as well. Well, a lot of people like they just want it to not be like um, they're trying to help us out. They don't want it to go on our taxes. So they don't actually like pay us a cat. Well, yeah. well, oh. most of this is not on my taxes anyway. But right, um, right, right. So they'll tip us like like physical gifts so i've already gotten like just for my ride along i already got like this like swarovski crystal like hippopotamus like wow that's what a tip what a tip god that sounds like um it sounds like you've really found your calling everyone's really nice and nobody has gaslit me yet at all i love that (laughs) the benefits incredible Wowie. My, my health insurance through the roof. And you the get doctor paid paternity leave? <laughs> the doctor, we share the same doctor as the other job that I also have. That's my other job. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's, That's great. Actually, then you don't have to like meet someone new and like share your medical history again. You can just it's all in one place. That's exactly, perfect. Exactly. Exactly. Why mess with what's working, you know? Right. Perfect. Oh my god. So that's my well, congratulations. My new- thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm pretty excited to start yeah, I think it's going to be great. Um, everyone, if you're listening, yeah. please send good good vibes to Flora on her first day. Um, <laughs> good I first think she's going to do 
her first day slash night. I think she's going to do great. <laughs> and I think her little hands have never found a truer purpose. I can get in there. Harvesting organs. Yeah. I you can, can get, get in, in spaces. Not a lot of other people can. It's so true. It's so true. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, um, how are you? I don't have as as fun news. I mean, mm. I'm drinking I'm drinking a beer and I made a really good salsa earlier. Oh. And I'm in the middle of a lesbian romance book nice, and like God, things are looking nice. up. <laughs> things Woo! are looking up. So I'm having I'm having a pretty good time. Um Shit. Went and played some games last night. I had a little potluck. What I, games? Who, who am I? What game? I um, love this because like a game night mm-hmm. to me, I'm like I'm a hipster game player. So, like, when we, if someone invites me to a party game night, like, I am bringing physical strategy board games <laughs> and I will We're not like, be okay, at peace. Let's do this. So, like, if Cards of Humanity was there at all mm-hmm. in the room, I would have burnt the house down. So, how'd it go? Was that there? Yeah. How'd you play? It was, it actually wasn't there. Oh, um, thank God. They had, they had a bunch of different games, which was great because it was a group of, I think, like eight people or so, eight or nine people. And um, so we were able to play like a lot of, there were a lot of options. Thank God. But what we ended up deciding on, because we were eating at the same time. So the first one we played was like an easy, like, go around the room kind of card game. Okay. And that was called Red Flags, where you set up, like, a perfect date for someone. And then Cute. people can, like, sabotage your date with, Cute. like, Red Flags. Cute. So that was really fun. Um, I had a really good date set up for one person. It was like, this person uh, loves to cook all your favorite food. And they also... Um, are an organ collector they think yeah exactly <laughs> they like think that all of your jokes are like really funny cute and then the red flag that, that like someone put on mine was that they're six years old and i was oh, like oh my that's hard to come God. back from <laughs> that's a little hard to come back from um but yeah so that was really fun and then we played code names which is always okay a good one, i allow code names anyone has it. i allow yeah. it i love code it's, names. A, it's a good like strategy because um, I'm fucking we had to, like, good at it. That's why I like it. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> but we had to, like, uh, wind down a little bit after that. I do have a game that I tried to bring when you and I went on our vacation that kick-started a pandemic. Two oh, year- right. Two years ago now. Stop. God. Or was it? No, one year. A year and a half ago. Time a year and a half. A year it's and an illusion. A year and a half. year and a half. Oh, God. Don't round um, up. That fucking did me in. Don't round up. <laughs> so sorry. But um, we still have to play it. You, it's. I think it's called Fish. No, right. it's called Gulp. It's called Gulp. Gulp. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I bought it, and it's like a two-person game, and it's just like you have these little fish tiles, and you have to like stack them up and like eat other fish. Oh, I love it. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I love a strategy game. So it's really fun. That's amazing. That sounds so that's fun. All that's, that's all that's going on in my human, life. That's it. Human um, like socialization. That's new. It is new, and you know, it was kind of uncomfortable at first, but we got there. Nice. A few Ooh. trulies, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get anyone there. Love it. Sorry, right. cats are yelling. No, you're all good. Mia just went Row! in the back. <laughs> Cute. Mia's already there. She's already lubed up. She's there. So uh, these two episodes. This is the part one of two. Mm. Uh, obviously, we're doing we're doing something a little bit different. Mm. So normally, Flora and I talk about an animal each week. We learn a little bit yes, about yes. them. Chaos ensues. Blah blah blah. Good times but- were had, but we're done <laughs> with that. They? not anymore buckle up you're about to get emotional so you all know this has been this has been in the making for a while but you all know that we're both now former zookeepers uh Flora and i have both left our zookeeping careers we've moved on to other things and you all have been asking for a long time now because it's been a few months for both of us right uh 
like how how that happened where why where, yeah why it happened and like the timeline and all these questions and we told you that it's gonna be a little bit we're planning we're trying to come up with some ideas and we're gonna explain it all and these are these episodes we're finally doing it yay so uh, to give you a little bit of context, I figured we could start out by talking about like how we got into zookeeping very quickly and just sure. like recap that as ooh. well as like how long we were in the field. Oh, yeah. Sort of thing. Ooh, 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 yeah. So Flora, why don't you uh, start us off? Oh, me? Okay. Um, I <laughs> I just really like no, animals. the other person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like animals and being around them. And yes. so I went to college for a degree in biology and my senior yep. thesis was... Uh, like you had to do like a project and I was like what if I just like worked at a, a like rescue center and then like wrote about that and they were like okay so I did so that was my first internship nice. and from then on I was like yeah that I'm going to like work in a zoo or aquarium or rescue mm-hmm. center setting so um, from that first internship like I volunteered at my zoo and I don't know I just always like from college I don't know when I decided but I was just like I'm going to be a zookeeper. I don't know. I don't know when exactly. But I mean, even when I was a kid, I would go to like zoo camp and stuff. Like I was always obsessed with like the zoo, not just animals. And mm-hmm. um, I remember like making woolly monkey enrichment when I was like fucking seven. Like what the fuck? So that sounds dope. It was dope. They got ice treats. I remember it distinctly because yeah. all the other kids were like, this is dumb. And I was just like, I'll kill you. <laughs> this is <laughs> the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> um, I was the worst kid at zoo camp, probably ever. Anyway. Well, you're still the worst, so. Valid. Now I'm just not in camp. So, <laughs> yeah. Did internships. Um, did, like, you know, what was it? One, two, three unpaid before. Three unpaid mm-hmm. internships before um, my first full-time zookeeping job. And mm-hmm. then I was in the field for, like, eight years, I want to mm-hmm. say. I always – I feel like I always say a different number, and it's because I, honest to God, haven't sat down and, like, calculated it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, yeah. like, eight eight years zoo, uh, zookeeping, and I think it's, like, ten years total, like, animal care is what I say, because, like, my two years yeah. of being in the dog and cat kennel that I was working at, which I worked, like, mm-hmm. all through high school and college, but, like, seasonally. So, like, I don't know, just added that up to two years, even though sure. it was, like – eight or something (laughs) (laughs) sure Um, that makes sense yeah and then yeah it works like a ton of different things like loved all the different animals whatever and And then i quit when i specialized right well yeah so i started with like anything i did a lot of hoof stock it was all hoof stock all the time yeah yeah you it's you can do something else other than that maybe she's on top of the chair on the back of a recliner just like yowling (laughs) at the ceiling only this because <laughs> my attack on titan blanket has like another blanket over it so she can't get to the attack on titan blanket oh like, i'd be upset too a sin against god because it's fleece <laughs> yeah i did hoof sock i did a lot of different stuff and then specialized in penguins so i did penguin mm-hmm. um penguin stuff as well and um, then you left the field around when that was pretty recently right Oh my god, I've got to fix the blanket or it will never end. <laughs> so then you recently left the field, right? Like that was pretty recent. I did, very recently. I left, um, I think it was like the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2020. I feel like I put my notice in in December of 2019. Mm. No, 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 yeah. of 2020. And then quit January 2021. I feel like it was mm. like, holy, I'm throwing a coaster at somebody. Okay. I didn't even have to. I just had to look at the coaster. <laughs> Older, what? The threat. 
Yes. And then I also did, amongst all of that, some, like, conservation work abroad, which was, like, probably my finest mm. moment. My finest achievement. Yeah. yeah. Was conservation. Like, the like, thing you're proudest of. Yeah. Like, uh, fuck everything else. But <laughs> I saved real-ass animals <laughs> in the wild. Bye. Um, That's amazing. So that was, like, my whole shebang. So, yes, very recently quit, been unemployed this whole time, mm-hmm. just dicking around, which I think is an important thing to note, and like we'll talk about this again, is that I had to like quit and move because I could no longer afford mm-hmm. uh, like my apartment or whatever, and mm-hmm. then um, my parents were nice enough to let me move in with them while I mm-hmm. got my shit together, which was basically yeah. just like trying to find out what I was going to do next, so that's my whole life story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, uh, my- what's, what's yours? <laughs> I was going to say, mine is pretty similar. Uh, you and I have, like, like mirrored career paths, almost. Like, we do I wasn't... everything that the other one does. I just follow you around, so. Truly. It's like, <laughs> we stuck together, baby. No, um, I didn't start out, we've talked about this in past episodes, mm-hmm. but I didn't start out, like, wanting to go into zookeeping. I had, like, other aspirations, but I love science, and, like, right. that's what I got my degree in. And then uh, my senior year of college, I started with some, like, animal internships, and I loved it, and I wanted to, like get involved. So I ended up doing uh, I think like two and a half <laughs> half like unpaid internships because I started the like third one and then I got hired so mm-hmm. it doesn't really count. But I had I had like two and a half unpaid internships and uh, then I was hired on a seasonal keeper basis and then I transferred to a different zoo when that was ending and I got my first full-time job um, after that. So I've been employed full-time i think like a year longer than flora but we've been Mm -hmm. involved in the zoo field um around the same amount of time for like internships and stuff and uh just like you like i bounced around to a few different facilities like across the nation and um i started out specializing more in like carnivores and like bears and just kind of that general vibe and then I worked in some primates and then I kind of specialized more in primates and great apes toward the Mm -hmm. end there I think I was in the field for like just shy of like 10 years total Mm -hmm. and yeah that's about it I mean as far as like the things I'm proudest of like I really kind of toward the end of it when I was specializing I was really proud of like a lot of the training accomplishments I had as well as a lot of uh like conservation projects I was able to get involved in so that was really great um but you know you and I both kind of called it quits at about the nine to ten year mark and I think that (laughs) I do think I do think that we had that influence on each other because you and I talk about keeping obviously like our whole this whole podcast we do is about so it's like the conversation was always flowing but we were saying a lot of the same sentiments like independently of one another and we were feeling a lot of the same things uh and we were able to talk to each other about that which i think was really helpful yes and i want to add too that okay so through our internships and our our places so i was at one sanctuary like one rescue center and Mm then um two Three, four, five. Okay, so five. I worked at <laughs> worked at five AZA organizations, right? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. As five well. different AZA mm-hmm. organizations. <laughs> so and I I worked in total at four. So um, four um, different ones. Yeah. When AZA. we're saying like the experiences that we had and experiences that maybe like our coworkers had, like I don't think I think we gave it a lot, right? Like. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, oh, this is one place, and oh, this is yes. like what one place did. Like they all had their <laughs> pros and cons, 
Yes. Um, but we were seeing that there was very strong similarities in the cons at every institution that we were at to the point where yes. that's when we decided like, okay, well, we're just trying one more place, just one more place, just one more place, like isn't going to work mm-hmm. out. Yes, I think you're right. There were redundancies across the board, and we started to kind of see that pattern, and we're like, well, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> this seems to be an issue everywhere, regardless of where it is, what animals we're working with, the type of people we work with, yeah, and, like, the governing body over all of it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's pretty good context. I also – we both wanted to say that if you're listening out there, we've given a lot of advice over the years with this podcast and, like, on social media about getting jobs in zookeeping, and I can – 100% say that Flora and I have the utmost respect for people who want to get in this career field, who work in this career field, and people who have moved on from this career field. Like, nothing that we're saying in either of these episodes is in any way anything negative about keepers because you guys put in the work and you're the one busting your ass and you're the one just like dealing with all of this because you're so passionate. And like, a lot of the issues that we encountered weren't with the job it weren't with the people doing the job it was with like the job itself right. the facilities themselves if that makes sense yeah i don't think any job in the world doesn't have room to be like criticized too so if you're yeah. gonna listen and be really defensive and be like well that's not true about my zoo and my zookeeping then that's fine but we experienced this in several different places and we're gonna speak about it because i don't think it's i think a lot of people sugarcoat the fuck out of zookeeping and yep it's ridiculous. And then we see on the other side, now that we're out, like I notice it even more in like different communities where people who are out who are like fucking traumatized, basically, like yes. have PTSD from this career field. Yeah. Um, but like where I'm at now, do I regret ever being a zookeeper? No. Would I do it again? Mm-mm. Probably. But would I be smarter about it? Yes. And mm-hmm. um, and do I think that you can make a career out of it? Yes. But you're going to have to have like very specific like a set of very specific things like i don't know a dual income Mm -hmm. like maybe a partner um or independently wealthy or you work at a place that you that like you know makes enough money there are some zoos that pay enough but um Mm -hmm. so i guess just like don't take it personally it is a career i mean you can make it one but like it it deserves criticism just as much as any career like the, exactly. The zoo is not your best friend because they hired you. <laughs> like you're allowed to make fun of them. So just yeah, keep that you in don't, mind. You know, owe them anything. It is your job. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, and I think like we're we're definitely not discouraging people from seeking out this career field. But I think that one thing that not only we personally have experienced, but a lot of our colleagues in the field have experienced is like you don't know a lot of it. Like you said, there are so many misconceptions, and so I would much rather have a lot of this information up front if I was considering going into it. So I'd be better prepared. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to dissuade you from doing it, but no. hopefully, like, some of this will help some of you out. And, like, a little bit. when we make memes on Facebook and stuff that are, like, <laughs> critical of the career, they get hundreds uh-huh. and thousands, hundreds and thousands of retweets and engagements. So it's not just us. Like, right. there's dozens of us out there. Um, but one, yeah. one thing, like, I want to note and, like, in terms of, like, being critical and, like, maybe this is mean or whatever. But it's, like, kind of culty. Like, not saying yeah. Keeper Chat isn't kind of culty because we are. but <laughs> It certainly is. <laughs> but it certainly is. When you're in it, there's a mindset that, like, the zoo's always right, right? Like, it can't be criticized. Like, oh, Blackfish mm-hmm. is all wrong. Everything is all wrong. 
Like there's, you know, they can't, there's no criticism allowed at all. So when you're in it, you just defend, 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 defend everything. And sometimes like you forget to take a look at it, your fucking self and like think back at stuff. Blackfish is yeah. still bullshit. But is SeaWorld, should they improve some of their like practices? Sure. Whatever. I think we said that in our dolphin episode or whatever. We don't know yeah. the whole fucking picture. So I think there's like time to take, take a step back and like, are you... Are you, like, in this, like, weird culty thing? Are you drinking the zoo Kool-Aid, man? Because mm -hmm. it's it's there. We've drank the Kool-Aid. Absolutely. We got out of it. And when people get out of cults, they have that, like, um, what is it called? Like, the, not detransitioning, but they have to, like, deprogramming. Gosh. Deprogramming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where you, I mean, like, obviously, this is not as serious as, like, a real cult. I'm not making light of being in a cult. But there's no, deprogramming that has to happen where you, like, change the way that your mind thinks, where you're, like constantly like defending a place right like constantly defending yeah. the person like oh you know son of sam he wasn't a cult leader <laughs> whatever <laughs> i can't think of any cult leader charles manson charles manson there we go he wasn't bad you know like oh blah 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 but that's because they're still like in that program and so i think I and we're think certainly I not saying zoos are like charles manson <laughs> <laughs> everyone calm down this no is just a metaphor but but they use the same fucking practices that a lot yeah. of like cults they use it to the extreme, right? Mm -hmm. But there's organizations like sororities and fraternities who do hazing, who do all mm -hmm. this stuff to you as a group that make you feel bonded and stronger and whatever. These Some of these shitty-ass jobs are doing those same fucking tactics on you, dude. It sucks. Yeah. You're getting, and like, it's not hazed all the time. You don't even know. Yeah. And it's not, like, unique to zookeeping. There are tons of jobs no. out there that do this. No. But it's, like, I think you have a good point in that, People that work at zoos are, like, they're obviously passionate, right? And, like, zoos do a lot of good. And we're not blindly criticizing zoos. There's so much that you and I still love and support about them. But, they like, they deserve to be criticized, you know, for, for various reasons. Like, right. that's the best way to continually improve. And so you can't just blindly believe something and blindly defend it. Because then, yeah, exactly like you said, you lose your identity in it. And mm -hmm. I think that... That is one of the major things that you and I noticed in keeping is mm -hmm. like it is such a passionate field. That's what people always talk about in interviews and always talk about when they're doing their keeper talks and inspiring others. It's all about passion, right? Because mm -hmm. you have to spark the inspiration for that passion to grow in someone else. Right. And that's what's going to enact change. And that's what zoos essentially through their education of guests thrive on. And so unfortunately, like passion becomes – the complete outlining of your job and because that's so intrinsically tied with people's like purpose like personal purpose in life then oftentimes that's where we say we're drinking the kool-aid it's like yeah zookeeping becomes your entire life it becomes your entire personality yep. it yep. is your identity and so yeah. it's it's really really easy to lose yourself in that mindset and just like you become part of the zoo as a whole and you stop thinking about what's best for you mm -hmm. and that should never be the case and unfortunately that happens so often and then if people do leave or they lose their jobs or they get injured or whatever They'd and they no longer have that no idea they what to do legitimately going through an identity crisis yes and it's fucked up and that's traumatic yeah and it's something that needs to be talked about because it's a big fucking problem yeah and i think i think that you and i dealt with a lot of different problems in zookeeping um 
I think that that is certainly one of them. (laughs) Here's here's one thing I want to know. So, like, uh, I'll give you, like, two different scenarios. Mm -hmm. Um, Would, if a zoo called you tomorrow to work with your dream animal, Mm -hmm. would you accept the job? No. If a zoo called you and it was with your dream animal and they were going to pay you, like, $50,000 a year, would you accept the job? Probably not. Okay. My answer to both is also no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's because it like the second question is tougher because wages are certainly a huge issue in yeah. zookeeping. That's not I mean, that's becoming more and more public. I think people are <clears throat> getting more comfortable talking about their wages, which right. we all should, by the way. Like, it's, it's not, not illegal. Secret. It's not illegal. It's illegal <laughs> for down. them to not let you. <laughs> it's stupid to have all these people that are making peanuts just like scrabbling over it, looking to blame each other. That's I, know, I know. Oh, my God. But anyways, regardless, like. There's so many other facets that were that like I cannot deal with and I will not deal with anymore because of like the respect I have for myself mm-hmm. that I'm not going to like re-enter into that situation mm-hmm. just knowing how it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's tricky because with zookeeping being such a big part of our identities and everyone who's in it, I know that you and I talked about that for a long time. Like we talked about leaving zookeeping for a long time before we actually did it. Yes. And um, I would say, like, at least a couple years. Yes. If not longer. But we were dealing with frustrations for a lot longer than that. And it just took a long time for us to kind of realize, like, this isn't something that has to be part of our day-to-day lives. And this is something that is part of our day-to-day lives because of how this career is set up. And we just got to the point where we're like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore Mm -hmm. because it is having such a huge negative impact on me physically, mentally, emotionally, that... I'm not able to live the life that I want to. And I like it's tough because you do have to break that identity away from keeping. But I feel better for it. And I don't regret that decision at all. No. And I will say that we've gotten like several, like, maybe like a dozen or so people who've reached out to us since we quit, like thanking us for like our honesty and like that they're either thinking about leaving or they have left. Um, mm-hmm. And are going through the the same things. And one thing my, you know, my dad, my parents, when I would always like call and complain, they would just mm-hmm. be like, well, nobody likes your job. Nobody likes your job. But then it's like, yeah, okay, you might work in a career where you have a bad manager and a bad experience, but maybe you make enough money or mm-hmm. you don't make a lot of money, but you like your coworkers or you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's a give and take in zookeeping. I wasn't making any fucking money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the management were psychotic and fucking yeah. treated me like an absolute piece of shit. Worked my ass off every day for the animals, and when shit hit the fan, your animals died. <laughs> like, it wasn't, like, had a bad day at the office. It was, like, that guy fucked up and that bird died. Okay. Like, that's yeah. way more stressful. So And you went through, like, legitimate <laughs> emotional trauma without the support that needs to come with going through legitimate oh emotional trauma. Zoos, and, like, okay, I've only worked at one zoo that ever, did, that ever did anything anything for people when the animals died only one of the places i worked did something for you when your animal died whether it was give you time off or Mm -hmm. like they like gave them a card or something i don't even fucking remember but i've never like i have seen one of my favorite animals like die like in my hands and Mm -hmm. then someone crying and then another person my manager making fun of them for crying nice yeah like there was not an isolated incident. That's no. not just like some asshole that no. happens a lot. No. Like it's just like psychotic. Like they want you to have like passion for the animals and then when you like show mm-hmm. passion 
you're like weak and it's just well, like they want you to have ugh, passion because bleh. that's what drives you to get all the work done because they're certainly not going to pay you <laughs> exactly. enough to motivate you to get the work done so that passion has to come from within yes uh but if you show it when it would be helpful for you to be working then it becomes an issue well and that's or the if biggest... you ask for time off to grieve then it becomes an issue yes that's the biggest trick that they have right so they're using your passion against you so and that happens again in like a lot of different animal fields all of these jobs mm-hmm. that people would think would be quote so fun right like they aren't paying you because there's a million other people lined up because they yep. would like do anything to break into the field which means taking pennies so like in mm-hmm. my in my five zoos I went from or like two of them were internships right so in my three paid I went from like I want to say like eleven dollars an hour to like mm-hmm. eighteen to like thirteen those were my three yeah that's not great I <laughs> I think my first place I got uh, started yeah that's not great <laughs> no bro no. <laughs> It's really fucked up, especially considering that you're required I to lived, have a bachelor's degree and required, work several unpaid internships and yes, move across the country yes, at a moment's notice. Yes, and they don't help you move. God, and oh my work God. manual labor. Yep. And I personally, this entire time, have lived independently. So I've never had a roommate. I don't want to have a roommate because uh, I fucking hate people and I would probably like shoot them. Um, mm-hmm. So that has always been on my own. Mm-hmm. Which, and like, in the places that, that I've like, lived, like, if you look at where zoos are, they're usually, like, in a big city, downtown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's obviously really expensive to move, and in the case of, like, internships, your internships are three to six months in length. They're unpaid. Unpaid. And you're just expected to move across the country yeah. to get that experience. If you don't have it, sorry, you're not getting hired. They're not even going to hire wage you. job. I know. Yeah, my first uh, full-time zoo job, I got paid... Uh, I think $8 an hour. Um, and that was pretty good because the minimum wage in that state was higher than yeah. other states. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. I was getting minimum wage, but in that state it was higher, which is cool. The very then, cool. Cash money. And then um, at the end of my career, at the end of 10 years of zookeeping growth, I was getting paid $18 an hour. Ooh, we mama. I was a step below management. I was um, I was paid $18 an hour. Yep. Yep. Really great. Really great, um, all those years. <laughs> and, uh, like, if you had to guess, like, I don't think management makes an, a lot of money either. Like, I, you know, I would say, no, like, my yeah, managers no. are making, like, $20 an hour or whatever, which is still, like, redong. But the CEOs yeah. are making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, here's something that hundreds. drove me hundreds. crazy. Hundreds. Like, that, yeah, that's what the, like, zoo directors and CEOs are making. Um, especially when you get into bigger zoos, it gets bigger, right? There's fluctuations, of yes, course. But, yes, yes. Um, and keep in mind, we worked at, for the most part, AZA zoos. So, like, that's what they were making. And it's f- so fucking frustrating because the job, zookeeping itself, is hard. It's so hard to do. And what sucks is that you and I were really, really good at it. And we weren't getting paid what we were worth. No one was getting paid what they were worth, mm-hmm. like, in the animal side of things. And yet, we – it's part of that drinking the Kool-Aid again. It's like mm-hmm. zoos are nonprofit, right? They're raising mm-hmm. money for animals. And so it's like our passion is once again going toward our animals. And there's nothing wrong with, like, wanting 
to like have a purpose and have your purpose be dedicated to improving the welfare of animals. There's nothing wrong with that. What is wrong with that though is when your employer uses that to supplement your minimum wage salary. Right. And that that is expected. It's it's expected that your passion is what's going to bring you to work every day. And that's it. If like you don't have that, then they don't care because there's a million other people out the door that they can hire for minimum right. wage, train to do manual labor and do whatever. And it just like when you come to understand that fact that zoos are a nonprofit, but their directors are making <laughs> like <laughs> five times what a like yeah. senior keeper would like, make. Don't let them make the excuse to be like, we're a nonprofit. And oh, by the way, there's zoos that are for profit. There's uh-huh. zoos that are owned by the city. If it's owned by the yep. city, it's not a nonprofit. So what does that yep. mean? It means they have a nonprofit entity in addition to the zoo. And guess what? Yep. Your CEO is getting a paycheck from both, bro. He's getting paid by the nonprofit and by yep. the city. <laughs> they keep like, the animal care staff are the <laughs> backbone of the zoo. If they weren't there, the zoo wouldn't exist because those animals wouldn't be there. And so the fact that you're not paying your essential staff what they're worth, what you're requiring and demanding of them through unpaid internships and education, and then on top of that, you're using their compassion against them, and then on top of that, you're getting paid like quadruple like five to six times more than they're getting paid yeah and on top of that when they ask for simple things like having grief counselors available Mm -hmm. or having mental health days or or like training um, your managers to not be fucking psychotic like get some personal development i was just gonna say say, or like having like asking that your supervisors and management actually go through management training and not just be a keeper that (laughs) not just be a sociopath you know worked there for 15 years and got promoted to management like having all of those things are what's going to retain your employees and and what is going to like supplement their lives and so it's so fucking unfair to sit there and think that you that that doesn't matter because it's such a coveted career and people are passionate about it. And so you're always going to have replacements. You're always going to be able to find someone yeah. cheaper to do this manual labor job. And it sucks because and at the end of the day, like that takes a chunk out of you when you show up every yeah. day and have like your main motivator be your passion for the welfare of your animals. And it's used against you like that where yeah. they're like, well, this needs to get done because this animal needs it. So you're going to need to stay late or you're going to need to work weekends mm-hmm. or you're going to need to work when you're sick. Like you can't take sick days or whatever because it's all for the welfare of your animals. That takes away from you. Right. And you can't – it's really hard to get that back. And, here's- <laughs> and so like you're pouring yourself into this job and you not only are you not getting paid enough, but it's taking chunks out of you. Yeah. And here's what's like, here's the rub to this. And I hope that you guys can't hear background music because my neighbors are literally throwing a fucking party outside. So I <laughs> of hope course that you they can. are. My parents are over at the party. So I hope you cannot hear my parents chugging alcohol fucking from raging a, a lawn away. But here's what's crazy, right? So like, this might sound like, like, and of course, and a boomer would listen and be like, well, what do you fucking deserve? Like $12 mm-hmm. an hour? Like, oh shit. Okay. You're, you're, here's what's crazy. So this is a position where back in the day, yes, they just hired anybody, right? Like we worked with people who had been in the industry for so long. They were literally like, we stopped by and they hired us on the spot. And now they're like the zoo director or whatever. Like whatever. That's fine. Back in the day, they did crazy shit. They were smoking weed in the tiger habitat. Like everyone Mm -hmm. was drunk, like whatever. But now it's moving to a career where you want someone who has a degree. You want someone who has the experience and the knowledge to do the job properly. Mm -hmm. And don't forget that we're taking care of living breathing things and when we fuck up that accidents happen with people and animals right Mm -hmm. so when the zoo is 
just taking the cheapest person every fucking time is mm-hmm. their priority the animals ever? No. Mm-hmm. It's fucking or not. Or their staff. And that's yep. the fucked up thing is that you're from the outside, you're saying that you want people with knowledge to do a good job, to really take care of the animals, to be like experts in their field, to do that. And constantly learning learning new ways to give the animals their best. And then the moment that they breach the highest level and, you know, they start being like, well, why don't we take care of the animal this way? Then you freak out and you hire someone for $11 an hour. That person isn't the same. Like, I just, it's not, they're not prioritizing the animals and they they never will because it's too expensive to do that. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's such a huge issue because it's not, it's it's so prevalent, like, throughout everyone who works in animal care because you can't just sit there and say like managers aren't hiring the right people because it's not their fault either they don't have the money to hire the right people because the budget for keepers is yeah. nothing yeah and i know like when i left past zoos um you know you always have an exit interview and you you talk through whatever not, you want to talk did, about i never had an exit interview they were always just like Get some of them you don't <laughs> <laughs> they didn't um, want to hear what i had to say yeah clearly but it's like because I told him for the, <laughs> the issues that come up, and especially like you see our colleagues like leave the field, and we all go through the same thing. If you're not pushed out by an injury, and y- you know you're not pushed out by like <laughs> just getting fucking fired or like dealing with like or crazy like, fucking people yeah, or whatever yeah, the fuck, yeah. um, then you decide to leave on your own accord. Like they're all they all stem from the same issues, and that was something that you and I talked about is like we we like every day we would just be upset we would just be so drained and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. upset and mm-hmm. like constantly having mental breakdowns and mm-hmm. constantly having physical injuries and never doing things in our downtime because we didn't have the energy and mm-hmm. just absolutely fucking depressed like to the max and we just like couldn't get out of it and we eventually just decided we're like our job is doing this to us yeah. and it shouldn't be that way <laughs> what the fuck and i think and we just decided to do something about it but yeah. a lot of people aren't able to do that that's a really hard thing to do especially if your identity is tied to your job like zookeeping is and i i, I still i don't want people to think like we're just complaining like i want to put this into perspective without like saying anything like crazy but mm-hmm. would you say that you have seen something that if it was videotaped would shut down an entire zoo Yes, at least I know I can name at least fifteen instances. <laughs> yes, I agree. At yes. least just yes. off the top of my head, that yes. would that would people would boycott zoos forever. Yep. Yeah, and so and it's not when you and start- not. I'm not saying we saw an accident happen that was horrific. I'm saying no. we saw a a fucking systematic number of decisions made to yes. abuse an animal. Yes. So. Several, several times across several, several institutions. And it gets a lot harder to blindly. You can't fucking do it, dude. You can't fucking do it. You feel like shit. And then the people above you who are making the most money don't even like see it or they think you're being a whiny baby about it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. what the actual fuck? And it's insane because I've seen the field change, right? So one of the first news I was at, um, they said every day when you're talking to a visitor, tell the like. Express to them that you love the animals, right? Like, that was mm-hmm. what their opinion was, was 
to get the people to trust us, we have to let them know that, like, we take care of these animals. These are our animals and we love them. So that's how we talk to visitors. Like, I love this fucking penguin so much. Like, he's my beautiful son. Like, I adore him, right? In Mm -hmm. the end, in the end of my career, we were forbidden from saying my animals. They're not mine. Mm -hmm. I don't own them. (laughs) And I'm like, no. But, like, doesn't a teacher say this is my this is my group of children like you yep. you take fucking responsibility for them don't you like what I, the fuck? i'm sorry i i spend more time with them than i do like my loved ones yeah and i spend more time like worrying about them and attending yes. to them than i do myself so but yeah that, but that was the thing was like oh well now we care too much right like we're trying to get the best for them and they gotta cut us off a little bit uh-huh. so they were like uh-huh. well they're not your animals they're the zoo's property <laughs> okay um cute that's cute that's a cute i, I would sentiment. really i would <laughs> sell that on amount, a t-shirt <laughs> the amount of times that you've told me that um and really made sure that i understood it oh i get uh, it really oh. kind of juxtaposes uh just how much or how little you're actually paying me for yes. this very important role of yes. taking care of your animals <laughs> and there's there's like not even just like horrible things that i've seen which were horrible 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 um mm-hmm. and but just like the everyday things that I like as I look back that I'm just like, I don't like that. Like even with like yeah. shifting animals in and out. Yep. Like why can't you build a habitat that's secure 24-7? Like why does a tiger need to be shifted in for like 12, not even 12, like 16 hours, right? Like we're gone mm-hmm. more than we're there. Mm-hmm. So why does like big cats, why are they shifted into literal concrete things like for more of their life than they are in the habitat? Like, that can easily be changed. That can easily be changed. And there are zoos that have, like, awesome indoor areas, awesome outdoor Mm -hmm. areas. But these older zoos who have only um, redesigned their front-facing habitats, like, hey, buddy, I see what's what's back there. It still looks like shit. You got to fucking fix that. So there's, there's little things like that that I, like, just... And it's frustrating. It's not even It's frustrating. Yeah. (laughs) It's frustrating to to see that and to, like... Deal with that every day behind the scenes and just have to, like, grin and bear it and be like, this could be better. Like, we are – we tell everyone we're so focused on welfare, but this could be better. And I get it. Zoos don't have an endless supply of money and a lot of them are really struggling financially. But then why are our CEOs getting paid so yeah. fucking much? Like, you can't – the wage my... gap is unreal. It's unreal. Um, but, yeah, I was at a zoo where we always shifted the animals in. Like, all of them. Mm-hmm. All of them that had a barn. And then finally, like, our – we had like a new director in or somebody and they were just like why the fuck do you do that like let's let this 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 stay out all night and it was perfectly mm-hmm. fine but it was just like that's the way it's always been done and that oh, was what we were that. like forced to do for fucking forever so i don't know i just think things are changing but at the same time things are remaining the same and the people that i've seen like i've worked with some dumb motherfuckers i'm sorry some yeah, of you guys are dumber fucking than fucking shit like what in God's creation, let you mm-hmm. live, let alone apply for a job. Um, and I know those fuckers are doing awful things. I've seen you do awful things. I've seen people do awful things. I've reported yep. people doing awful things. Oh, um, yeah. yep. Nothing happens. Nobody gets fired. Um, so, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it got to the point where, yeah, like, I, we decided, and I think we mentioned this in another episode is like the manager one that we talked about like mm-hmm. it's not your job to like fix everything and like they're yeah. gonna, it's just not worth your sanity so it's it was really better not. for us to to dip yeah it was taking it was taking more of us than we had left and we 
were luckily lucky enough to be able to realize that and you know we had each other for support which was really great mm-hmm. um but it doesn't mean the decision wasn't hard but it also doesn't mean that we don't that we like regret the decision at all like mm-hmm. it was one of the best things i think we've done for ourselves um <laughs> in, in a long time so mm-hmm. um yeah that's gonna wrap up this episode part one uh please stick around for part two we'll be talking a little bit more about some of the other issues we encountered and Ooh. please <laughs> please understand just to reiterate we are not in any way dissing people who support zoos, who want to be zookeepers, who are zookeepers, who care about animals, who are proud to have zookeeping as, like, their identity. We're not dissing you at all. We know what you guys go through. It's a really fucking hard job. Uh, but we do think that it is a job that should be criticized, just like everything. If it's going to get better, we need to talk about it. And so that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So please don't take offense to anything we've said. Um, you know, this is all trying to be respectful and just trying to give and, you all more information about our experiences and i think too like if you're a zookeeper and you've left the field and you don't feel the connection to zoos anymore i think that's perfectly fine too yep, like some of the absolutely. comments that i read are people that are like like we said like they lost their identity and whatever and they feel sick and they don't want to go to the zoo anymore and all that stuff like i think that's also perfectly normal and perfectly fine like you will find something else that you can become passionate in that will you mm-hmm. will find fulfilling and we'll hopefully treat you right. And I think that's something yeah. to look forward to. And you shouldn't feel defeated in the interim. Absolutely. I think that's well said. <laughs> hey, like I, said, I did uh, good. Please stick around for part two. We'll be talking a little bit more about this. But thank you all for joining us this week, learning a little bit more about some of our experiences. And thanks for thanks for listening. Um, this is obviously a very like personal thing to both of us. And we've put it off for a while because we've wanted to take time to really process our feelings and make sure that what we were saying was um, to the best of our ability. So thank you all for your patience on this as well. If you want to check out more Keeper Chat episodes, you can do that at KeeperChatPodcast.com. I promise um, most of them are like funny and (laughs) lighthearted. This is like definitely an odd one. No, no, Um, this is fine. So feel free to check those out if you're looking for uh, a different change of pace. But uh, please also follow us on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also email us anytime at keeperchat at gmail.com if you have questions about keeping animals, um, if you have hate mail or mm-hmm. fan mail, we'd love to receive it. <gasps> Hello. You can send that there. Uh, in addition, if you want to support the podcast, we would so, so appreciate that. You can do that at patreon.com slash keeperchat. We have a few different tiers set up, but our 5 and our $10 tiers both come with uh, perks where you get bonus episodes each month, and our $10 tier also comes with access to our Discord server, so you can talk to us all the time. It's a really great opportunity to get involved with a fun community and do fun activities. We actually had an amazing presentation the other day by one of our patrons who did PowerPoint, or not PowerPoint, just like a presentation no, on BTS. Pa- on BTS. I was drunk and I was screaming the entire time. I fucking it love BTS. It was incredible. What a, what a fucking night. It improved. My life turned upside down, basically, is what I'm, I'm shook. saying. Shook. Um, so if you're looking for some good vibes, that's a really great community to join. We also encourage everyone who listens to the show to rate and review us on Podchaser or iTunes. If you leave a rating and review on either of those sites, we'll donate $5 to the conservation organization of our patrons' choice. It also helps spread the word of the podcast since we don't do any advertising on our own. And I guess we're listeners. We would love to have this Graham family grow. So yeah. please help us out with that. We hope you all having a great week, and we'll catch you all on the flip. See you next Smiley time. later. Bye.